Why does this thing exist? Podcast. Why does this thing exist? Podcast. Good morning, friends. Good morning. Good morning. My name is uh, Simon. Yep, still. Uh, that man speaking Dean. there is oh, Dean. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right, yeah. yes. Speak at the same time. I'm, I'm trying to arrest control of this podcast sometimes. Um, I mean, I, I try for like 20 or 30 seconds. I realize this is not worth the time or effort. So I just right. yeah. sink back into my, uh, comfort, my comfort zone. That's right. You yeah. are my whipping pig. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. Pigs are running the theme of this podcast. And I'll take I think we say that word quite a lot. Yes. Bat and bollocks. <laughs> we do talk a lot of bollocks. Literally, metaphorically, and uh, anatomically, as it turns out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That was never our long-term plan, but... Uh, so, Dean. Simon. Would you like to show me a little something? I would, I would. Now, this little something, um, uh, it's a thing, it's a video clip, a short one. It's not entirely unfamiliar to a lot of people. It's done the rounds on social media quite a few times, you know. But as someone who's not that into social media, you might not have seen it. Now, no. it's like, if, you, if you've seen it, You'll go, oh, my God, this, yes, of course. It's, it, it, it's instantly recognisable. If you've never seen it, I can't really prepare you for what you're about to see. <laughs> so <laughs> it's one of those, right. like, there's no way to preface this with any sort of um, any sort of warning. So I'm just going to just dump straight in and show you what this thing is. Ooh. Okay. Hello. Oh, it's Jim Davidson and, and John Malkovich and the guy from... <laughs> what is this from? <laughs> Good lord, what is, what is this? Yeah, that's, um, that's the usual reaction, yeah. Well, dude, that was quite something. <laughs> yes, that's what, that's what I was trying to tell you. It's um, hard to really prep for that, isn't it? It's just a thing yeah. you have to dive in. Well, shall I try and explain it for the listener? Yes, please do. So, it was... so Simon. So, sorry, sorry, sorry. I was coming back. So, Simon. Simon, uh, from your from your uh, na- current from your previously naive perspective, please tell the listener what happened there in that video. <laughs> it was Jim Davidson. He seems to be heavily made up. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he's on like um, an extravagant staircase. He's wearing a white suit. Mm. Liberace vibes. Yes, strong Liberace vibes. Yes, he's singing. Well, he's miming to like Richie's hello. It's him singing it as it's well. Him singing apparently, yeah. Wow, I've looked up a bit. Well, a lot of people saying it is him singing it. It's not Lionel Richie, so no, no, no. So yeah, and he's looking down from the top of the staircase at John Malkovich and um, the fella from Gimme 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 and the Thin Blue Line. Don't know his name. Dreyfus, uh, isn't it? Uh, James Dreyfus. James Dreyfus. Yeah, that, that, yeah. That's, I think I'm, that might be right. Yeah. Mm. And they're all wearing like sort of like brownish suits. It looks like it's set in the seventies or something. What is this, Dean? Okay. Malkovich is wearing a lot of makeup. Yeah, as well. Now this, this again. I've done a little bit of research. I didn't want too much to. I don't want to spoil you know, our discussion. <laughs> but even then, um, many questions remain unanswered. Right. So this is a clip from the film Color Me Kubrick, uh, which I think John Malkovich. Well, it was a passion project of his. Right. Which is the story of a con artist type person in the seventies, I think, based on the look of this, about a guy who was going around telling people he was Stanley Kubrick. Okay. Uh, obviously getting into big parties and stuff on the on the strength of claiming to be Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> um 
Interesting concept, interesting story. I'm sure of that. I mean, I haven't seen it. I, I am inclined to based on this because yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I think I, I need context. But um, yeah, so I'm guessing in this particular part of the film, there's a big swanky Hollywood party, which this the pseudo Kubrick has arrived at, which played by John Malkovich. I'm, I'm guessing, yeah. and um, yeah, Jim Davison appears. Uh, it was in vibes to suggest he's like uh, the, the host of the party or the. The main attraction, I know, like, um, it's something clearly prominent because he makes a grand entrance. Yes. Well, he's either the host or the, the uh, hole for the evening, isn't he? Oh, God. <laughs> well, there's that. Yeah. Um, is I, it the main course or yeah. the host? I'm going to be, uh, you know, given his track record, uh, I'm not too bothered morally about, um, taking Jim Davidson to task on a superficial level, but, um, I think if you're on a swanky Hillwood party, I'm guessing like the champagne's clearly flowing and the you're in a big mansion, you can afford uh better than Jim Davidson to be the meat <laughs> of the party, if I'm being brutally honest. Um uh, but, but yeah, but it's very, very strong homoerotic vibes for the whole the whole yes, exchange. Yes, they are yes, yes. they are making eyes at each other yes. in a very, very overt manner. Yes. As Jim Davidson serenades ostensibly the room, but you know largely Malkovich's character, and um, walks on the stairs in a very, um, say, Liberace-esque way. Um, I heard some backstory. Yeah. I said, the reason I was reminded of this, because it was, have you seen any of the new Frasier series yet? Not yet, no. I heard about it. Uh, me and Dave had a little chat about it on his podcast, and um, what I imagined it would be in my brain can't it can't possibly live up to it. So I don't think I'm going to watch it. Almost that's almost entirely the case as well. Yeah. So that's can't argue that. But um, obviously, cause a bit of a fuss over here because Nicholas Linders is the main character in it. So yes, I've seen a couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. He's actually quite good. No, he's, he's actually a good comic actor. You know, he's, he's well, Linders. Yeah. Oh yes, no, yes, he's yeah. So he's um. He's quite. He's very good in it too. He's playing a British guy, obviously, mm. and it was an odd sort of. Um, it's an odd experience if you're British watching it because for the Americans, imagine they think, "Oh, this British guy is quite charming, quite quirky," you know, but for us, it's like, "The hell is Rodney doing?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's so ingrained in our sort of cultural psyche. <laughs> exactly. So the, yeah. the equivalent would be if they sort of did a third series of the British Office. And like Klinger from Mash was in it, or like Mr. T or something. Like, yeah. like, you're not a bad actor, but you're you're you're, you're Mr. T. <laughs> Why are you here? This doesn't make any sense. Um, but it turns out that's because um, Linda and Kelsey Grammer worked together on something. They became fast friends, and he brought he brought him into the show. And I was thinking, wait, why, why is that ringing a bell? And it's this: John Malkovich finally worked with Jim Davidson on something, and he said, "Oh, you're great. I'm going to put you in my next film, which was this." <laughs> so he offered him the role of a very overtly homosexual <laughs> singer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my question is, like, A, his mouth, I mean, this must be mouth, which is like, you must be in control of this film. Because I'm sure someone has said, are you sure about this guy? <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's not known for this sort of thing. Like, this isn't really his. Yeah. Jim Davidson's output. I was going to say it's at odds with this performance here. He's not known to be overtly embracing of the. Um, Alternative lifestyles, no. not for a better description. Uh, but he seemed to have just, yeah, I'll absolutely, I'll absolutely do that <laughs> to be in a film. I'm like, what, both him and Malkovich and the people making it, what, what were they thinking here? What, what was the what was the thinking behind, let's put this probably right wing comedian yeah. in this film and give him this part? <laughs> and he said yes. I'm interested to find out where Malkovich worked with him because 
I can sort of see if he, they worked on something together and Malkovich, you know, being a famous actor from America, was totally unaware of Jim Davidson's standabout of it mm. and got on okay with him and they become friends or something. Because if you remember when Jim Davidson was on um, Celebrity Big Brother, wasn't it? Yes, yes, he was, yeah. For a short period of time, he turned the public perception of him around. Mm. You know, he came across as a tidy enough person. For a while, yeah. Exactly. You know, that wasn't enough to sustain a career, and he, and he pivoted back to being an arsehole. But you can imagine that in, on a short period of time on a set, that Jim David would have been affable enough to make friends with yeah. Malkovich. I, I, I get where him and Malkovich can make friends. I don't know, it's like stranger things have happened. That's not, uh, that's, not, that's not the issue, I suppose. But he liked him enough to put him in this film. And I, then I'm, I'm curious about Jim Davidson's side of it. Was it just a case of, I want to be in a film, I don't give a shit what it is, I'll do it. Mm. Was it a sort of cynical marketing thing of, oh, if I play clearly a gay character, then that takes a lot of heat off me. Uh, you know, it takes a lot of heat off, you know, it, it, it uh, buys me some cred because people are always having to go at me for my, my views. Uh, did he even think about it in those terms? Did he, is, 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 is I, I would have thought that was more of a modern way of being cynical about well, yeah. yourself. Yeah. I don't think back then, but when when is this from, Dean? If this is from last year, then that changes everything. But I imagine. No, no, no. I mean, this clip is from 16 years ago. And this, right, like, okay. It was established before then. So, and, uh, so 2005. So, that was that five. Long. Yeah. Yeah. So, it is um, box office uh, $497,000. <laughs> okay. Mm. I'm not entirely sure how much they spent on it, but I'm guessing it wasn't. Uh, uh, <laughs> I guess well, that was a smash. I can <laughs> yeah. see six, uh, five, no, how many? Well, so many glasses. One, two, three, four, uh, five glasses of champagne there in the set. Mm. So, you've got to knock 100 pounds off the. Budget already. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it is champagne, then that could be yeah. that sort of ginger ale stuff, which might be that expensive. Probably more. Think. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's all organic, isn't it? So um... yeah, uh, but that's by the by. Um... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another thing about this, Dean, is it, we're, we're taking Malkovich to be the Kubrick impersonator. Yeah. Yes. But he, he just looks like. 2000s John Malkovich, which, which is a yeah. bald man. Stanley Kubrick never ever looked like that. No, really? you'd think he'd have a beard. Yeah, he did a short beard, full head of hair. Yeah, I was thinking that because, but this this all takes place in the 70s. I'm, I'm guessing um, mm. when Kubrick was at his at his peak. When he's big enough uh, for people to actually want to you know, to get away with impersonating, that'd be an impressive thing or yeah. claim it to be him. Yes, sure. But would people have known who he was back then? Because, you know, it's he wouldn't have appeared in the public eye much. Well, I would have thought he'd be in... I don't know, actually. This might be a good mm. point. But I would have thought he would have had pictures of him in magazines and things. He might have been on the chat show or two. Yeah, possibly. I'm not sure. It was a different yeah. day, back. He couldn't just look up Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Like, so just, yeah. he knew he was a famously odd, famous oddball. So if you... Yeah. yeah if like, you were an oddball, <laughs> then you're... Right. Also, the question would be, like, I'm Stanley Kubrick, yeah. On camera, it adds a beard. <laughs> well, it's Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> Not adds like five pounds. It adds a beard. It takes yeah. two foot off your height. <laughs> it makes you. It makes you far less sinister looking. <laughs> and like two thousand times more like John Malkovich. So, long story short, uh, Jim Davidson appears as a, a very camp presence in uh, this clip from the two thousand five film *Call Me Kubrick*, starring John Malkovich. 
Uh, what do you think? <laughs> what, what, what do you think of this? Well, I, it was quite surprising to me, Dean. I did enjoy it. Yeah. I don't, I don't hate it. That's the thing. It's it's made me think of Jim Davidson in a different way. Um, mm. As a singer. Yeah, well, I actually... It, it'll take some uh, doing to overcome the inertia. I've already built up as the opposite. Yeah. I actually remember him singing on the Royal Variety performance once or something. Right. And he sang... He sang... What's that? He said a Cat Stevens song, you know, I was once like you are now. Oh, yes, uh, Cat Stevens' father and son. Yeah, father and son. But he was singing that he was doing a sort of, a sort of croony way, like, I was once like you are now, like trying to sort of, I think he wants to be a singer, really. Yeah. But he also had his son join him halfway through to sing the other oh, part of the song. Yeah. And he, his son didn't look like he wanted to be there. He was like proper gangly teenage phase as well. <laughs> and it was... Deeply uncomfortable to watch, <laughs> but um, so that that still takes precedence for Jim Davidson singing at me. But this is a close second. Yeah, um, I'll give it, I'll give it a generous four because it raised a lot of questions, many which more intriguing than off-putting. But uh, yeah, uh, it, it's it's odd, but in an, in a sort of entertaining way. Mm, I'll agree with you on that. I'm going to give it four too. It's uh... mm. Tickled my fancy in a way. Um, I'd like to find out more about this performance, how it all came together, mm. and I'd like to see it in the context of the film. Good. Welcome back, listeners. Welcome back. So, Dean. Simon. How familiar and friendly are you with the pumpkin spice craze? It's not um, so much crazed anymore. It's just a thing. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's, the it's, pumpkin it's spice Imperium. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a craze that's bedded in now. It's just it is a thing, mm-hmm. uh, much like Elf on the Shelf. Um, yeah, which I'm currently doing for my youngest, and um, it's like we never used to do this. Why did everyone, why did it start happening? Everyone just accepted it as a thing, and now it's yes. now it's a permanent thing, and it's a real pain in the ass. But one year I did think that I just uh, cut his foot off and put the cat's bowl and said, "Ah, oh, damn it." <laughs> Cat got it. There, mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Pumpkin spice, though, it's one of those things. Like, it's American, as far as, I, mm. as far as I'm concerned. But I, I swear to God, it's only this year that I figured out it's not actually pumpkin flavor. Well, yes, I was very much yeah. of the same opinion. That's, yes, that's what yeah. I thought they meant. Yeah, because I remember th- I kept seeing it thinking, but if it's, if you ask me to name a vegetable which is the least spicy of any like pumpkin's a good <laughs> a good contender for that sort of thing. I've never ate it like I've always just thought pumpkin pie was it, it sounds awful I thought it'd be like rhubarb tart but with pumpkins and, and like pumpkins yeah. are not nice well, I think it's a again I think it's a vehicle for the flavoring and stuff like um, yeah you know, like say like rice cakes are nice but no they just Pile a lot of crap on them. You don't eat that. That's nice. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, because it's, it's actually a combination of the spices they use to flavour pumpkin pie. That's which right. Is, which seems like a really elaborate thing to just to, to, to just occur. You know, as in why do you latch onto that? Yeah. Like, again, something like that, like like your um, my kids are into the, the Biscoff spread. You know, the, oh yes, yeah. Well, that's that's a weird yeah. thing that's yeah. suddenly become everywhere. Yeah. Biscuit flavour spread. My mother in her workplace makes Biscoff flavour cookies that. Yeah, biscuit flavored. Co- hang on, hang on. <laughs> Something's gone too far. Like, like logic has snapped at some point, and now we're just combining concepts, which yeah. is uh, which is again, I've no objection to that, but it's odd. But um, yes, yeah, so the pumpkin spice thing. It's it, I don't necessarily hate it, but it annoyed me because 
it seemed like another thing of you know, just being bludgeoned by American culture, like, like Black Friday. Very much a similar thing, isn't it? Like, yeah. We all go do that now. Like, we, even though British people are just generally reluctant to do it at all, but you can't just like a company saying, like, this is a thing now and everyone agrees. We don't. Like, mm. I, I think it got too far when I got emails <laughs> offering me to take advantage of the Black Friday deals offered by Cardiff Wales Airport car park. <laughs> <Can't read me. laughs> oh, I'm gonna go. Oh, it's Black Friday. I'm gonna go park at the airport and go absolutely nowhere for a third off. <laughs> okay, oh, that, that, sounds that? <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah. Well, have you ever had a pumpkin spice thing? I don't think I have. Even I think I I wouldn't in this country. I wouldn't know where to get one. I don't. Starbucks does it, does it? This it was invented by Starbucks, yeah. Yeah, but is it, um, does that stretch over here? Because I, I don't go to Starbucks. Yeah, you could go to Starbucks and get one, Dean, but I think I've got a better alternative here. Okay. How about um, maybe you take your car and you go and get a pumpkin spice car washed in? <laughs> so this is something. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> This is something I saw at um, Tesco's Extra in mm-hmm. Cardiff. Right. And uh, they got big signs up saying pumpkin spice, triple phone. Right. It's basically, if you go through the car wash, you've got the option of having your car wash in pumpkin spice. To what purpose? To what, to what end? I don't really like, know, Dean, to be honest. <laughs> I don't understand what it could be either. Yeah, because obviously pumpkin spice is a flavour, so... Yeah, you shouldn't flavour your car because that serves no purpose. Uh, unless you're going to mow down like a family or something. You, what do you want for your last meal? <laughs> a bit of pumpkin for pumpkin flavour windscreen. That That's right. right. Yeah, <laughs> um, antifreeze because I'm going to spray them as they yeah. go up the windscreen and <laughs> pumpkins. And um, but also, I was thinking maybe it's make your car smell. But it, as soon as you hit the road, it's going to be smelling of like you know exhaust fumes and tarmac and rain and dead insects. Like I, this is one one of the things I thought about as well, but I, I don't understand that. Does it mean that the inside of your car will smell like pumpkins or the outside? Because if it's the outside, who cares? Well, that's what I mean. But this, this one says triple foam. Yeah, and the foam, in my experience, is the outside. It sort of gives like three layers of foam on the on the, on the paintwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The foam, the it, again, by definition, has to stay outside the car because your foamy insides is that, that's a valet service. You know, that's when they that's when they a, come round and give yeah. you a, a damn good scene to, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I suppose if they give you a pumpkin spice valet, yeah, they, I still be confused. Like, it's 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 the guy, it's the person doing the car. Is they pumpkin spice? That's <laughs> sort of pumpkin golem <laughs> with a handy vac and a hose. What's what's going on? <laughs> They've swapped their usual jupe spiced. Valley. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, that makes it slightly more sensitive because that's at least there is a smell. Yeah. Which is a man who stinks of pumpkin spice just wriggles around in the back of your car and you can smell it all day. <laughs> I'll be all right. I guess. I mean, it's, it's a niche market. <laughs> Drive it off with him still in the back. Who's this guy? Oh, it's a pumpkin, pumpkin spice Paul. <laughs> <laughs> He's meant to stay at the Tesco garage, but he's in the car now. I guess, I guess he lives here now. <laughs> Don't touch him. He's triple foam. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, right. So you've got no idea of why, why you would have a, a car wash pumpkin spice. Absolutely no clue. Um, you mean, I, this is the first time you have the concept of a flavoured car wash. So 
No, I got nothing. Um, right, well, I'm going to insist that you drive me to it then. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on, let's go. Uh, uh, okay. We'll go, let's go. Come on then. Right, listeners, we're going to the car wash. Uh, uh, okay. Get my motor running. Head out to the car wash. Wasting time and money to benefit the listeners. Investigative journalism. Investigative journalism. Investigative journalism. Yeah. Uh, welcome back, friends. So. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's been an interesting um, piece of direct journalism we've done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we've, we've, we've put, we've put, we've put boots to the ground, you know, we, we've got some shoe leather invested into this, as they say. Uh, yeah. So. so, well, what's happened is it's a bit of a, a blunder, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's go, let's go with that. <laughs> so we, we're at Tesco's now. Um, we sat in the car park, recorded into the mics. Well, we've brought one mic for some reason. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was not given enough information as to why I needed to be here, but okay. So anyway, we're here now. We're in the car park of Tesco's. Yeah. And uh, tell the listeners what the problem is, Dean. Well, the problem is, um, this whole uh, venture uh, centred around using the car wash. We've arrived at Tesco, at Tesco Extra, Gibraltar, in case anyone's wondering. And uh, the petrol station is closed. Um, we are uncertain as to the car wash is closed as well. But even if it is open, the thing we need it for is no longer available. <laughs> so, right. so, so yeah, we've discovered it in more than one way. <laughs> it's, it's been a colossal waste of time, isn't it? Uh, we've both taken time off from work to do yeah, this. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh, Not to pull yeah. back the curtain too hard. <laughs> we, we've, we tried our best. Yeah. We, we arrived at the Tesco's. Well, first off, that was a <laughs> that was, I, I yeah. parked up at Tesco, sat in my car, waiting for Dean. Thought, where is Dean? Get out, stretch my legs. Dean waves <laughs> at me from the car opposite. He's been sat there waiting for me for 10 minutes. Last 10 minutes of my lunch break wasted. Yeah, it, it could have been the case that I actually drove past your car to get into this parking space. <laughs> so, as I was driving in, I noticed that the, the whole petrol station here is shut. Hmm. Uh, they're doing something. I'm not sure what. Yeah. Maybe we'll go and ask in a minute. Now we'll take the mic off. Find <laughs> there's, out. there's a lot of guys in orange, uh, you know, protective gear. Just um, don't think they want to sort of poke big metal sticks into drains and scratch their heads a bit. Yeah, seemingly doing yeah. absolutely nothing. Yeah, I'm not sure what, what they're trying to solve, but um, <laughs> I don't run a petrol station. I don't know if that's an essential part of maintenance. That's true. Yeah. So we didn't want to leave it at that, though. So we, no. uh, well, we walked under some barriers um, <laughs> across the busy road get into the petrol station on foot. Mm. Um, the petrol station, the, the little shoppy bit where you pay, that is open. Mm. So they, we called the woman out from the back there mm. and asked her if the car wash was open. We did. She didn't know. No, she didn't. <laughs> so she took us round to where the car wash was yeah, which, and started shouting for someone. Can you remember the name of the person? It was Carl. Carl. Yeah, I thought that was very... Um, very good normative determinism. Example, Carl of the car wash. <laughs> so he just started screaming, Carl. I hope his name is Walsh. Carl Walsh. That's a car wash. That would be, uh, that'd be lovely. But, uh, we can only assume it is Carl Walsh. <laughs> it's called Carl Walsh. <laughs> Carl, Carl Walsh. Carl Walsh. <laughs> anyway. So there wasn't anybody there, was there? Didn't there was, no, no, no. But there was a 
the car, uh, which has been like clearly just been washed because there was a lot of foam on the floor, a lot of yes. uh, you know runoff, but absolute silence otherwise. Yeah. Now I thought it was kind of sinister. Yes, and it's almost like someone's been raptured. <laughs> <laughs> Like the, maybe yeah. these people in orange suits are from the Vatican, Dean. We don't know. <laughs> to do a, an exorcism. A Tesco exorcism. <laughs> it's Christmas. <laughs> it's not a Christmas thing. Yeah. A traditional, a traditional festive exorcism. <laughs> a lot of ghosts at Christmas, actually, right there. Yeah, maybe, uh, you know. That's a big point of the Christmas Carol story, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah exercises yeah. demons and stuff. Tesco exorcism, every little helps. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a soapy car. Mm. Uh, no soapy Carl. No, soapy Carl. It's a good name as well. So it, we were at the crossroads then, weren't we? Yes, uh, I'm literally at uh, afterwards as well because it's uh, it's not one of those places easy easy to access on foot. No, so. <laughs> and we didn't yeah. want to walk through the car wash no. looking for Carl. I felt that was asking for trouble. <laughs> I did poke my head in, and I thought yeah. something's going to come sweeping down on my head any <laughs> yeah, second. I didn't want it to. This is how Final Destination usually goes, isn't it? <laughs> the S4C version of Final Destination is us two stuck in a car wash roller. <laughs> uh, and of course, there was the final um, insult to injury. <laughs> yeah. When I found out about this pumpkin spice car wash, um, there was loads of posters around. This mm. particular petrol station, and they've all gone. So I'm not even sure if they do pumpkin spice car wash anymore. Yeah, because I would assume that was a festive thing, like I don't know a, a winter thing. Yeah, um, because I mean, you know, a, a Halloween through to post Christmas thing, based on how how much it pops up via the American side of you know the online world. But I think have we got the wrong end of the stick in that? Okay, we've got pumpkin spice. That's a Halloween thing because it mentions pumpkins. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, Thanksgiving. They had yeah. that last week. Maybe it runs up Halloween to Thanksgiving and not Thanksgiving to Christmas. Really? Oh, maybe. Because Thanksgiving confuses me anyway. Because it's, it's like a month before and you have a big turkey dinner. Like, yeah, well, yeah. We, we, can I ask me else? <laughs> 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 I mean, Christmas time, you get enough turkey dinners anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you get like, there's a good, good week of turkey dinners and then having a whole other holiday dedicated to the same thing a month before. <laughs> does seem like a sort of bad planning, you know. Too much turkey. <laughs> Too much turkey. It's, although you're not even the best meat, it's kind of dry. Yes. That's, that's a discussion. I remember your wife said to me that it's an insipid bird. <laughs> this is the best description of a meat I've ever heard. So, in totality, we have <laughs> interrupted our days. Yes. So I was lost to make sure it was lunch break <laughs> because we don't recognise each other's cars at the <laughs> uh, To travel across town neither of us really close to here, to <laughs> to indulge in a car wash, which makes no sense, a pumpkin spice car wash, <laughs> which is not available at the moment. And even if it were, <laughs> the car wash is closed <laughs> and or raptured. <laughs> so, so between us, I mean, we have wasted more time than we've spent on this, <laughs> which is quite an achievement. This is like late, this is quantum level stuff, no, isn't it? We've wasted like an hour, despite the fact we've been here for 10 minutes. <laughs> but I was worried because... Obviously, the whole point of pumpkin spice is flavour. Yes. Then I was concerned that you were going to, when we finished, you parked up, you were going to get us on licking my car, <laughs> which would require another car wash. So I had to go around twice in a row and explain to, to Carl, Carl Walsh, yeah, yeah, it is me. Yeah, I was here just two minutes ago, but he's, he's licked my car, see? And then I'll explain why. No, no, I don't want pumpkin spice this time because yeah, it's too what tasty. Mean, what are the other flavours? <laughs> Salt and vinegar. 
Bradston. <laughs> the Bradston flavour car wash. If you had a British version, what would be the British answer to the pumpkin spice car wash? Angel Delight. <laughs> Just blancmange, that sort of thing. Snake bite. <laughs> Snake bite in black, yeah. Snake bite in black car wash. Despair? Is that a flavour? <laughs> or a feeling? I'm not sure. It could be both. <laughs> Cybersthesia is easy to come by. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so uh, yeah, that's that. Uh, <laughs> a bit of a bust, perhaps, but yeah. uh, I've had fun, though. It's, oh, it's yeah, been a, it's a lovely day out. It's been a break from the usual routine. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, on to the next section. Uh, well, we're going to give it a score, aren't we? For the, oh, well, uh, how are we going to score this thing which, which we didn't do? I'll um, give, uh, theoretically, I'll give Pumpkin Spice Car Wash two out of five because yeah. uh, it's inventive. Got to give it that. Yeah. Well, sort of. Uh, I'll give... I'll give this experience a full solid five because <laughs> it's been it's been a very very interesting adventure and I've enjoyed myself if nothing else. Uh, okay, then I'll judge the whole experience. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to give it a four, I think, Dean. Mm. Um, it was all very good, only let down by me not seeing a Carl Walsh. Carl Walsh. Yes, Carl Walsh. He's a he's a mystery figure to us now. Isn't he? Yeah, he's he a mystery get... figure. That's going to play in my mind, Dean. Yeah, I'm going to paint a picture in in my head and one for you, <laughs> the listener. Now, I think he's got a. A bulbous face. Um, yeah, that's I think right. He's very smooth because he spends his day. Or is he wrinkly? That's, he's like a prune. He's yeah. in the water all day, isn't he? Yeah, but when he goes home, he smooths out a bit. Smooths out a bit. But, yeah. He's like um, a real piece of work. <laughs> well, he works on car wash. We he know does. this. Um, the lady who took us in seemed quite hesitant. Yes. She had a festive jumper on or t shirt. Yeah. Did. Yes, she did. She held the door open for me. Unnecessarily, yes. <laughs> that was it. Oh, I forgot yeah. to say about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For some reason, she t- she was taking us round the back to look at the car wash and find Carl, yeah. and you decided to stay in the shop. But <laughs> well, she held the door open for you for you know, two <laughs> yeah. minutes. I got a message and said, "Remember, I am meant to be at work." <laughs> so, <laughs> no, but I check, check this, and she just staring at me. Oh, okay, I guess I'm coming to see Carl. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't a one man job, dude. We both needed to go and see yeah, go on, go on. Carl, who's already gone up to heaven. <laughs> That's why these Vatican hard hat guys are all around. <laughs> Just trying to find Carl if he's poking sticks and things. <sighs> anyway. What a load of rubbish. <laughs> On to the next section. <laughs> On to the next section. Welcome back, my friends. So after that Welcome. debacle, we're going to move yep. on to random Wikipedia article. We are. Let's uh, let's cleanse our sins. This has never gone wrong before. No, so. no, absolutely not. Okay, I've got the con. You got the con. Random Wikipedia article in three, two, one. Customs House, Nashville, Tennessee. Okay, okay, Customs House, um, historic government building in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, oh, not, right. the, not the longest article. Not the longest article. Um, uh, history and architecture. Built from 1976 to 1886, 1882, with limestone from Bowling Green, Kentucky. I think when you're already discussing the building materials... <laughs> yeah, first line. Interesting content is still on the ground, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Building designed by architects, engineers, and the officers of architect, William Appleton Potter. Yeah. Any, are you familiar with any of his work, Simon? Uh, not Mr. Potter, no. No, no, no. Okay. Construction uh, began in 1876. Written by his successor, James G. Hill. Uh, oh, no, some intrigue there, didn't it? Yeah. Keep going. Read the end of the yeah. sentence. And first occupied in April of 1882. A rear wing was added in 1903. It was extended to the east and west in 1916. The building originally housed facilities for the United States Post Office, 
United States District Court for the Middle District of Tennessee, United States Customs Service, and other agencies, though several of these would later move to other locations. <laughs> Not the best building then, apparently. Oh, <laughs> I can't wait to get out of there. It took six years to build it with the limestone from Bowling Green, Kentucky, which, which I imagine is on the sign outside. Welcome yeah. to Customs South Nashville, built with limestone from Bowling Green, Kentucky. <laughs> Not even the same state. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> It's been listed on the National Register of Historic Places in December 26, 1970, as the Federal Office Building, now privately owned. <laughs> Welcome to America. Uh, yeah. It is leased by the United States Bankruptcy Court, the Middle District of Tennessee. There's a lot of information there and absolutely nothing to go on. Um, yeah. I, I, well, six years is a long time to build a building. And yeah. even then, it wasn't really finished because they kept working on it in 1903 and then they decided yeah. to well, actually properly finish it off in 1916. Mm. I'm interested in the way that um, it was started off by the architect, William Appleton Potter, and then his successor, it says, James G. Hill took over. Yeah. What happened to Potter, Dean? Click on his name. Let's see. Maybe he was killed or something. It was 1872 and he worked in building construction. He could easily have died. (laughs) Oh, I would love it if somebody fell on his head, Dean. (laughs) We can't rule it out. So, um, Either something fell on his head or something fell out of his ass, like his heart or something <laughs> like that. Maybe something hit him so hard on the head, something fell out of his ass. <laughs> yeah, like you slipped a xylophone. <laughs> Not a shock xylophone. Uh, yeah, 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 the shockwave um, passed through his body. Accordion. Accordion, that's it. Yeah. Uh, biography. Uh, Go straight to death, Dean. We're yeah, on. Yeah. We, 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 time is a shot. Uh, no, it doesn't good. say. Person uh, life died by making himself a xylophone. No, uh... <laughs> died by <laughs> cause of death. Xylophoning <laughs> brackets accordion. <laughs> well, I've written it down now. I can't change it. I'm just going <laughs> to add it. It's a really clueless mortician. <laughs> uh, the North further insight is given you, Dean. Maybe it's because uh, Wikipedia is trying to be too respectful to William Appleton Porter. Go back to the other article and uh, find his successor, and we'll click on his link, James G. Hill, and we'll see if um, there's a mention of how he uh, yeah. actually rose to prominence. Maybe he murdered apples. <laughs> During 1884-1901, he worked alone as a private architect. Ah. Worked as a partner. Uh, Oh, he was suspended from his office by being investigated for fraud. Oh, fucking hell. Acquitted. Hill was immediately restored to his position. No, oh, okay then, okay. Maybe he's acquitted because the, the main witness died in uh, tragic accordion circumstances. Oh, dear. Mm, mm, I wonder. Uh, but back to that article, I, yeah, I, I, I think I've got a bit of an aversion to uh, any sort of uh, introduction to something which immediately starts with building materials. Because, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, yeah, I tell you why. Because my wife and I went to Rome for the first time. Uh, we've yeah. been back since. Lovely place. Obviously, there's loads of tour guides in Rome. There's lots of tours you can go on. So the first one we went on was this um, tour by this girl saying, like, I'm from um, one, of the very, one of the oldest Roman colonies, Leicester, because she's English, but she was very charismatic and showed us all like the, um, <clears throat> we went to the forum and she showed like, this is Mussolini's building. It's all awful, ugly, very fascist architecture. So really interesting. Really, really, um, really good. Then we sort of, Went back to the main complex, all the tour guides are. Yeah. And then we were stopped by someone who said, she said, did you just go on that tour? I said, yeah, yeah. He said, ah, not official, not official. You must go on proper official Roman tour. Um, oh, okay. Again, I didn't realise there was some sort of 
black marketed tour guides. <laughs> presumably, the official tour guides are going to have the real information, the proper stuff. Um, this is an Italian woman um, who's like showing us around. Uh, okay, here we are in the middle of the forum, and she kept saying. <laughs> Basically, she spent 20 minutes talking about the cobblestones. <laughs> These cobblestones are from uh, Pisa. These cobblestones were brought over from, like, I don't give a shit about the cobblestones. <laughs> like, we're in the middle of fucking Rome, Bill. <laughs> a lot of stuff has happened here. Why do I care about the cobblestones? <laughs> and, like, that should be your first, your first gambit, like a... Uh, these people have travelled literally thousands of miles to come to one of the cradles of civilizations. They want to know about fucking basalt, <laughs> <laughs> the marble stuff. So. This house, Dean, is called Customs House. Mm. If there's a custom that you could dedicate a house to, what would it be? Oh, oh, interesting. Customs. Um, so when you see customs in America, I automatically think of customs in the airport. Uh, yes, which is obviously a very different thing. So you need lots yes. of padded rooms for screams, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's it, <laughs> and like strip searches and yeah, very aggressive probing. Um, Just someone with a gun shouted at you. That's not a custom I would dedicate a house to, though. Um, well, if it was a custom that I would dedicate a house to, Dean, yeah, it'd be the custom to uh, giving a hip hip array for the driver of a bus when you're on a bus tour somewhere on a on a coach yes. holiday. That's a good one. Three cheers for the driver. Hip hip. Similar thing happens internationally with them, um, and it when you're on an airplane, they've been traveling quite a lot recently. And um, when if you land, people feel impelled to cheer, which is really? I think it's good. I think, <laughs> I think when you get jaded of oh, they landed a plane, did they big fucking whoop? I think that's when you're gonna that's when you're asking for trouble. But um, wow, I've never experienced that. I haven't been on a plane as much as you, but I've been on planes, and uh, it's been very um. A country and a business based, really, just straight on, straight off. Oh, okay. Hmm. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's like, just, uh, don't clap. That guy will get pissed off. Look at him. He looks grumpy. <laughs> I thought you meant maybe everybody was a bit upset that I didn't die in the flight. <laughs> no. They looked at me and thought, well, if now is the plane to go down. Yeah. <laughs> Let it be this take, one. Happily take that hit. Yeah. Just take this guy out of the gene pool. <laughs> God. What an awful thing to think about an absolute stranger. <laughs> absolute arseness. I don't think that. <laughs> no, I was thinking they don't upset you because you look, you look particularly happy about it. Nonetheless, um, yes, it's kind of hard to say, you know, a building which was built out of uh, limestone from Bowling Green, Kentucky, to house various government processes and continue to do so until it was sold. Um, yes. It's hard to get excised by that, you know. It's hard to get any sort of. There's not a lot of thrill there, really, is there? No. Maybe we should just uh, say, "Let's give our scores." Yeah. There's I... a couple of pictures there. There's a pictures None and then locations. Yeah. I'm tempted. I'll give the article itself a three because yeah. it actually is. If I, think, I feel like it's trying, <laughs> like it should get points for effort. Like I got nothing to work with here, but I'm going to do my best. It's having a good go. Yeah. It's got pictures, it's got you know as much relevant information as possible. The links to a guy who might have killed a guy. Um death by her xylophone slash accordion. Um and uh, yeah, so I'll give it a three. Yeah. A solid effort. I think I'm gonna have to agree with you again, Dean. Well, a very agreeable person, Simon. Yeah, yeah. Well thank you. Thank you, Dean.